Hey everyone, it's Beverly Hallberg. Welcome to a special pop-up episode of She Thinks, your favorite podcast from the Independent Women's Forum where we talk with women and sometimes men about the policy issues that impact you and the people you care about most. Enjoy. everyone. I'm Patrice Anwuka, Senior Policy Analyst at the Independent Women's Forum. Welcome to a special pop-up episode of She Thinks, your favorite podcast from the Independent Women's Forum, where we talk with women, and occasionally men, about the policy issues that impact you and the people you care most about. Joining us today is Jennifer Van Lahr. Currently, she's Deputy Managing Editor of RedState.com. And she wrote this fascinating piece entitled Casualty of AB5, I'm Leaving California to Live in Exile in North Carolina. AB5 is a new law in California that will end up reclassifying thousands of workers as employees of companies that they work for rather than independent contractors. Now, this is despite the fact that people enjoy being independent contractors or their own bosses. So today we're going to be talking about the impacts on AB5 on a specific group, freelance writers and journalists. Jennifer, welcome to the program. Thank you. Terrific. Now tell us about what you do. You know, where do you write and what do you write about? For the bulk of my writing, I write at Red State, where I'm deputy managing editor. I also do some ghostwriting for different policy uh, groups within California and political candidates. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sure that puts a target on your back. But how long have you been a freelance writer? Since 2012, I've been a freelance writer. I moved back to my home state of California, to my hometown, actually, uh, when my dad was sick. Um, He had had a stroke and was disabled, needed help. So uh, I moved back. And I I was a court reporter in North Carolina, but due to other government regulations in California, I could not be a court reporter here. So I changed careers and started at the bottom um, at age 40 in 2012 and worked my way up to where I am now. Wow. Wow. What do you think uh, is the biggest benefit of being a freelance writer versus that, uh, that reporter that you used to be? The flexibility is completely the the biggest uh, benefit to it because I could not write when I didn't want to. And, uh, just be able to do things with my son who uh, has a learning disability. He's a junior in high school right now. He was in elementary school whenever we, when we moved back here and I needed that ability to be home with him in the afternoon, to be able to go to IEP meetings, to be able to go to the school for things. And also like I mentioned, my dad has was disabled and I needed to be able to go hang out with him whenever he needed extra care and go to the doctor with him. And it was never on a schedule. Well, you know, you're speaking to many women, I think, who are caregivers, both of their children, but also of their parents. And so that flexibility uh, is definitely a value of the workplace that I I hear from a lot of women uh, being their number one one concern. Now, let's switch to AB5. Um, Briefly, as I explained in the introduction, this bill um, would reclassify independent contractors, uh, many of them as full t- as employees of the companies uh, they work for. And it's based on 
um, kind of a legal case. I won't go into that. We have some resources on our website that that does explain it. Um, but it, in short, it would have an unintended consequence of really forcing a lot of companies to turn people that they, you know, uh, employ through contract work into full-time employees, which would raise their costs. But it also has impacts on those independent contractors who actually want to be independent contractors. So, uh, Jennifer, tell us, how did you first hear about AB5? I heard about AB5 in the spring of uh, last year because I write about politics in California. So it'd been on my radar and everything I heard about it was Uber and Lyft, Uber and Lyft. And uh, having worked in the court reporting industry before as a a freelancer there too, uh, they were talking about the Dynamex decision, which you referenced. And I just didn't think it would impact me at all because it didn't on the surface seem like it would be anything that would affect a freelance writer. But unfortunately, it does. And, and you know, as you as you rightly said, the focus has been on the gig economy, like the, the Ubers and the Lyfts, those big tech platforms uh, that tend to employ contract workers um, who, you know, some people consider as independent small business owners um, and, and would really force them to make them employees, uh, allowing them to get access to benefits, uh, traditional employee benefits um, and overtime pay, different types of compensation mandates that the state uh, uh, requires. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's interesting that it fell on your radar as uh, as an independent, uh, as a writer and as a journalist. And I'm, I'm guessing it started to pick up steam in different circles that you move in. But, you know, and do you think this is a, a conservative versus liberal issue or is this an issue that spans political, the political spectrum? As it stands now, it spans the political spectrum. When it started out, um, Lorena Gonzalez was so good at characterizing it as these um, Uber and Lyft drivers and some of these other gig economy people are being taken advantage of by these big corporations that make all this money. And then these people don't get minimum wage. They don't even, if they get sick, they don't get paid, blah, blah, blah. She was very good at, at couching it in those terms. But now that a lot of people in Hollywood have been impacted too, whether it's musicians, um, photographers, videographers, writers, then they're starting to see just how insidious this bill is because it's the onus is on the us as a freelancer and the company to prove that we're not employees. The assumption is automatically that you are an employee unless you can fit into one of these exemptions. And a lot of people, just a lot of companies just don't want to take that risk of Lorena then deciding, no, you did the wrong thing and we're going to fine you $20,000. Oh, that's scary. I mean, I think we just saw a headline that Vox Media, which is a, a major media outlet, um, they have laid off 200 of their freelance writers because of this. And and they are saying that they're hiring maybe 20 full-time employees and part-time employees as writers. But, you know, there's no guarantee any of the 200 who are laid off would get those jobs. And, you know, what happens to to all of those those freelance writers? Now, now you mentioned the bill sponsor. She says that there is an outlet for you writers or journalists if you want to be able to continue to be an independent contractor. She said just form a corporation. So, Jennifer, why don't you just form a corporation? <laughs> well, she also said you can well, you can still be a sole proprietor and do this. But she then posts on Twitter and I, I say it's a 10 point list, but I honestly have not counted them. Oh, if you want to be classified as a, a quote unquote real business, then you just have to satisfy all these requirements and they're subjective some of them are objective requirements, but it, they could be interpreted different ways. 
So the there's a couple of reasons why just incorporating doesn't work for me and for a lot of other people. First, in California, just to have an LLC, it's minimum $800 tax. Then you you pretty much have to have an attorney or an accountant on that you've retained every year to make sure that you're not running afoul of one of the hundreds of other regulations in California and you have to buy a business license in your town. Right from your couch, you have to go buy a business license. She also, one of the requirements though of being a quote, real business in her eyes is that you have to write for multiple outlets. Well, what if I don't want to? You know, <laughs> why do I have to be right for numerous outlets to be, or numerous clients to be a legitimate business? And the other thing, since I do write about politics and I do antagonize politicians on social media and in the articles I write, uh, I don't want them to have the ability to decide they're going to target me like like they've been liberals have been known to do and start auditing me or start going after me to hassle me at using the resources at their disposal, meaning the government. So, Jennifer, you laid out three really compelling reasons and concerns with AB5, particularly for freelance writers. One being uh, the increased cost of just starting a business, if an LLC or a corporation, if you wanted to do that. Um, then there's the red tape <laughs> that, that you and the hoops that you have to jump through. Um, and and um, and third, you know, there's the, the, the potential for political backlash because of the types of writing that you do. Let's elevate this a little bit broader to what this means for journalism. I mean, certainly we've seen how the internet has proliferated uh, the number of opportunities that writers have to amplify their voice and cover lots of topics. But what happens if something like AB5 spreads to other states? In my mind, it has a chilling effect on the freedom of the press and First Amendment rights, because you're only going to have a limited number of places where you can write these things or get get your story out. So say in politics, we're limited to The Hill and Politico and maybe a couple of other outlets to get stories out, uh, and they only have W-2 writers, well, that's going to have this whole structure where you're going to basically be told what you can and can't write on. Anyone who says that that doesn't happen is lying. And you're not going to have investigative journalism and the whole new media, Breitbart, everything that he started, that's going to be gone, which I don't think is necessarily an unintended consequence of this kind of bill. In my case, I, I'm the writer who broke the Katie Hill story this year, which led to her resignation. And that would have never come out if, uh, if AB5 And it's not, I say that not as anything personal on that politician, but I think a job of the media is to hold our leaders accountable. And if we don't have the ability to use our voice to do that, our whole country is going to be in a bad place. You know, that's a great uh, point you you talked about there, Jennifer. Um, you know, the fact that we need a diversity of voices when it comes to journalism and reporting, because a lot of these major outlets, for one reason or another, will choose what they cover and how they cover um, different types of news. And that leaves a lot of Americans in the dark on issues of local and national significance. Uh, and so we need we need independent journalism that's not just 
uh, funded by, you know, that, that's not just based on employees of, of a particular media company, but we need the voices that are in the wilderness crying out <laughs> against injustices or bringing accountability just as we need, you know, the bigger national stories from the big national outlets. So thank you for shedding some light on what the future could look like because of AB5. Um, you know, uh, we'll wrap up with this question. Um, Jennifer, do you think AB5 is going to come to other states or do you think this can be defeated? And if defeated, how can it be defeated? What can we do? It's already, uh, forms of it are already being introduced in New Jersey and New York that I know of. And there's something, uh, there's a bill in Congress that was amended in December and I'm still getting all the details on that to add language similar to AB5 on a national level. So it's definitely coming to a state near you. Uh, I hope that AB5 can be repealed. I'm working with a coalition of liberal and conservative and everything in between here in California to work on getting that repealed and seeing what we could do there. I wish I had all of the answers for it, but all I'm going to do is every day work to get this repealed so that people can choose when and where and how they exchange their labor for money. Uh, Jennifer, we appreciate your efforts. Uh, and <laughs> at the Independent Women's Forum, we're keeping an eye on this issue. We actually are soliciting stories from other freelance writers or people, independent contractors in HR and every and any other industry um, who's been hurt by this. We want to see those stories. We're going to be amplifying them, sharing them so that hopefully that helps the efforts that you're doing, Jennifer, but also other efforts to push back on AB5 and other um, other legislation popping uh, popping up in different states. So, Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Terrific. Well, we hope that you, the listener, enjoyed this episode of She Thinks and the podcast in general. Now, if you enjoy us, we'd love it if you would take a moment to leave us a rating or review on iTunes. This helps ensure that our message reaches as many people as possible. Please share this episode. Let your friends know that you can find more She Thinks episodes on their favorite podcast app. From all of us here at the Independent Women's Forum, thank you for listening. <laughs>